I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with it's gonna be the girls are still wearing their clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy, swinging lifestyle hosts for today. We host our weekly radio show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about mm, consensual non-monogamy we made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to relationships sex and dating we wanted to open things up so that's just what we did in 2013 we have explored consensual non-monogamy and never looked back if you're looking for more after the show be sure to get social with us our instagram is sex.uninterrupted and we share all kinds of posts and stories about our life you can also find us on Twitter at SX Uninterrupted or on Facebook by searching Sex Uninterrupted. And now, on to the smoke show. Yes. <laughs> I did it. I sang it for you. Tara sang it for me. <laughs> this week, we are smoking a strain called Blue Dream. This is a sativa dominant hybrid from California and has achieved legendary status among West Coast strains. Blue Dream delivers swift symptom relief without heavy sedative effects. Novice and veteran consumers alike can enjoy the level effects of Blue Dream, which ease you gently into a calm euphoria. This makes Blue Dream a popular daytime medicine for patients treating pain, depression, nausea, and other ailments requiring a high THC strain. A review from Leafly says, I have high anxiety due to bipolar, often completely not based on logic. This nailed the anxiety and made me very productive and creative throughout a long, long Monday. Mm. And this is airing on a Monday. And so um, jealousy and open relationship stigmas are two huge reasons why people decide against a non-monogamous relationship. Most don't realize jealousy is completely normal in open relationships and most of those stigmas are not true at least for some of us yes and we have a fabulous guest joining us on today's show to help us dive into the topic of jealousy and open relationship stigmas we open up about jealousy how it has impacted us and the advice we have for those experiencing it we also cover some of our favorite open relationship stigmas like isn't it all just about sex? And just before we jump into our interview with our guest, uh, we wanted to say that we know it can be sometimes lonely navigating this world of open relationships. We know that it can be difficult to find people to talk to or work with um, to help you with your things, things that happen in this this crazy world that we call the consensual non-monogamous relationship world, lifestyle, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and we know this because we've been through most of the things you guys have been through. And although we certainly are not therapists or licensed psychologists, we do know that sometimes all you need is a friendly ear to talk to and somebody to listen to you. And through this, we've helped hundreds of people on their journey with non-monogamy. And we really are passionate about helping thousands more. We offer private coaching to anyone interested in opening up their relationship. People reach out to us for multiple reasons. It could be that they're struggling to get out to a club and looking for that little bit of extra encouragement, or they may not know how to go about discussing their desires and fantasies with their partner. Um, if you really want to just come talk to us and we can give you some pointers, maybe some tips, visit sexuninterrupted.com slash book online to schedule your free 20-minute one-on-one session today. Uh, now... On to the show. Joining us on Sex Interrupted is an empowering woman who is shattering the belief that relationships have to be monogamous to work. She is one of the few women in media that has chosen to share her open relationship status without shame, and we thank you for that. She is a former Miss United States, a professional wakeboarder, and has even done jujitsu competitions, so she can probably kick your ass. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Not only that, she runs a human optimization company with her husband, Aubrey Marcus, and does relationship coaching on the side. Please welcome Whitney Miller to the show. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us on our show today, too. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I'm super excited to chat about all the, all the things. We've had a few requests, actually, from friends because they, yeah, they heard you on 
Aubrey's podcast and they're like, Hey, you guys kind of do the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you should get her on. Like that is a genius idea. Genius. It was actually my, yeah, it was actually my cousin. We were visiting her in Toronto, which is the reason why I, I said during the break that I'd asked if she was from Toronto and she's like, no, I'm in Austin, Texas. And I was like, Oh great. Other side of the world. <laughs> be further from Toronto if I try. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um so in my little intro did i miss anything would you yeah do you want to you add anything? anything no i think you i think you crushed it i think you that pretty much sums it all up <laughs> yeah. just give a round of applause i actually wrote it so <laughs> not you girl he just read it <laughs> you did a good job oh thank you <laughs> okay so so Let's start out with the, the, the main one. What inspires you to help others with their relationships? Well, I always, you know, I come from the background of being extremely jealous in all of my relationships. Um, I was the person that was like going through phones and like trying to see if there was hairs anywhere. And it was just constant stress trying to constantly figure out if somebody was cheating on me or not, or creating these stories and assumptions in my head about what could possibly be happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I wanted to figure out a different solution, but I didn't know a different solution. I didn't know that there was even a different way of doing a relationship outside of the societal norm of monogamy you know? Um, and then I met Aubrey and we were monogamous for two years and we, we started reading sex at dawn. We had a friend of ours who was in kind of an unconventional lifestyle. And we talked to him a little bit and Aubrey brought it up that he wanted to, after two years, be in an open relationship. And I was like, absolutely not. Hell no. (laughs) And so we actually ended up splitting up for three months and I went and traveled and backpacked for three months completely by myself. And during that time, you know, somebody said, during that time I met a, a guy that I really enjoyed and explored and had fun with, but I still really loved Aubrey. And Mm -hmm. so that was the first time that in my head, like outside of logically understanding and I could feel it in my heart and was like, Oh, there is actually something to this. Um, So I came back from that and Aubrey and I got back together and we've been on this, you know, seven year relationship, five, five and a half years in an open relationship container, trying to figure out, you know, the ups and downs of that. And we always got hit up about, you know, different questions. How does it work? What do you do if this happens? You know, all the full spectrum. And it came from not only open relationships from, from people in monogamous relationships, because what I've learned is that there's so much crossover and that there's so much that people who are in choosing to strictly be in monogamous relationships can learn from people in open or polyamorous relationships and vice versa. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. And like you said, monogamy is a choice. Like it it doesn't just happen either. Like it's just as much work for somebody to be monogamous as it is to be non-monogamous. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was my thing is we're born into this world with like a stock agreement of what a relationship has to be like and we sign it. Like if that was a business, we wouldn't do that. That would just set you up for like disaster. Yeah, But that's what we do with our love life and our sex life. And I want people to realize like, no, 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 no. We have an infinite way to build and co-create any sort of relationship that serves the people best, regardless if your sister does it or your mom or your neighbor down the street, Susan, whoever, you know, it's just like, what, what is the best possible place for you to completely open up to another being and, and love? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we always say too, because people will constantly ask us like, are we in the lifestyle if we don't swap with other couples, if we just like, um, or voyeur. yeah, or voyeur, or if we go to like clubs and we just want to show off together. And I'm like, there's no one way to be in the lifestyle. Like you don't, it's not another box that you have to go and fit into. <laughs> like nope. it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty, 
it's pretty cool once you start opening up your mind to this. And that's definitely one thing we want to help people with. We say relationship by design. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like when you had said, it's like, you know, you're, we're all creating our own relationships and that's yeah. like, you're literally designing your own relationship with your partner. And then, you know, I, I hate the happy wife, happy life fucking motto. It's just one of those things that just bugs <laughs> the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> but no, I prefer like happy spouse, happy house. Like you should be happy within yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And you should be happy. You should know how to love yourself. We talk about self-love all the time before you can actually go and love somebody else. And it should be like, you should have this solid foundation of loving each other. If you're going to go and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's the only way. I mean, that's literally the only way is if you love yourself, that's the only way you're going to have a beautiful, loving relationship with somebody else mm -hmm. because you won't even be able to accept or receive love from somebody else if you don't first have it. And so that's a lot of the times when I'm working with clients, it's like relationship coaching, but it's, that's like the umbrella mm -hmm. and we get down to like, okay, where are the, what's holding you back? You know, where are your boundaries? Where do you contract? Why do you hide? When do you play small? And we focus on that and really like open those doors up. And then that's when the relationship starts to expand from there. And that's when they can feel the love. And that's when they have the happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And, and that's just what we keep talking about. It's like, you know, there's no, there's no right way to do this sort of open relationship thing. There's no right way to do a monogamous relationship. Well, I guess there kind of is, <laughs> um, but there is a wrong way to do this, right? Yeah. Like there is, there is, there is a shadow side that we kind of look at that there can be people that are out there there for just, you know, um, that are out there for just sex. And that's completely okay. If you're out there banging it out, going and having sex with multiple people and that's your thing, fuck yeah, great on, good on you. For us, that's just not our thing. Yeah. Um, if it's just about sex, and I think I've heard you say this before, if it's just about sex, it's not really worth it. Oh my God, it's just, it's painful. Right? <laughs> like, there's so much work that goes into being in an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship. And so let's just say you're doing it for sex. So let's just say you're doing it, you know, as an open container, a don't ask, don't tell container, whatever. It's, pain because it brings up all of your traumas and insecurities and your fears and what are they going to do if they leave and it's bringing all of that up and so if you're not willing to look at it then you're just kind of sitting in the pain without being able to learn or transcend and move to the next level yes yes that is so good i love that oh absolutely <laughs> I, that's something and like you, you do get along really well <laughs> you guys have a very similar mindset when it comes to one relationships and helping wanting to help people understand that the way you've been programmed for so long and the way it's been kind of ingrained inside of who you are it can be changed. You can, you can mm -hmm. reprogram yourself. You can deprogram and then reprogram yourself to start thinking in a way that kind of works for who you are. Cause you know, the way that your parents relationship, which is usually your influence where it comes from is not always the way that your relationships are going to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, another question, how did, so like, obviously you started exploring this non-monogamy thing. How did it like, how did you know that this was the life for you? Like, mm. how did you know that this was like, I'm going to be in an open relationship? I didn't know. <laughs> it was, um, you know, when I came back from that backpacking trip, it was me and Aubrey wanting to be back together. And it was going to be under the agreement of an open relationship container. And I didn't have the answer if I wanted that or I didn't want that. Cause I had never experimented with it. I had never tried it on, you know, to see if it worked. So for me it was, okay, you don't have the answer. So you can say, no, um, I'm not going to do that, you know, and just try to figure out my own relationship. But then there was a side of me that's like, I have to figure this out. Like I, I really do want to know if this is something that I can do, if this is something that's been programmed, if this is something that's just, you know, my parents have put in and raised me in South Texas to be. <laughs> um, and I, I just said, okay, let's go. Let's try this out and see what happens. I don't know if I can do this or not, but let me just see. So I have the answer. So I'm not constantly wondering what if, and the other, the other side of the coin is you guys, from me being extremely jealous in all of my past relationships, I was also cheating on everybody that I was with. And so, yeah, 
<laughs> and I think that's also a really important thing to talk about is infidelity and cheating and really what does cheating mean to somebody? What is the definition of cheating? Because that honestly changes from person to person, relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. So when this came up, the open relationship container, even though I was like, oh, hell no, I don't want to do that. But let me try it and find out because I know that whatever I was doing in the past, I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to hurt anyone anymore. I don't want to have to lie anymore. And I also want to know, hmm, okay, if I'm constantly seeking somebody out, where is that coming from? Is that validation? Am I looking for acceptance? Am I, you know, looking for attention? What is it? And so that's why all of this kind of came together under this open relationship adventure. And that's why I really got to learn about myself through the whole thing. Wow. That's pretty, that's a lot of self-awareness too, to be able to take yourself to that next level. Big time. Well, it's hindsight, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You're like, okay, I want to be with Aubrey because I love him. Two, I don't know if I can do this type of relationship, but I'm going to try because, oh, and three, I cheated on everyone in my past. So I don't know, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of what we were. Well, I, I you had the same past, exact same as you. Like, I, I cheated on guys with girls because I was bisexual, and then I would hide it from my exes. Yeah. And then from my perspective, it was like I'm going through their phones because I was cheating and figuring, well, if I'm cheating, they're cheating on me, right? Like, like, I know what games you're playing. Exactly. Yeah. I know all this shit. Like, come on, yeah. I know. I'm going to catch you, right? I'm going to catch you. But isn't it. that what society says is normal? people cheat on each other, right? Like, and then get divorced. Like that is the societal norm. And so why? Like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, everyone gets mad at the person who cheated and everyone gets really upset. And I understand that it's so painful because I've also been cheated on and I understand that, but it's, my question is, why are we putting ourselves in situations and relationships to where cheating is so prevalent where it's happening all of the time. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing on pointing fingers at who's cheating and who's lying, let's let's have a bigger idea here and think like, okay, how can we figure out a way that we will stop putting ourselves in a situation where the same thing happens over and over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I I completely agree. Yeah. I feel like I bang my head on the wall all the time thinking this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna grab my coffee. He said he left it at the door. Perfect timing. (laughs) Perfect timing. So we are going to cut to a quick commercial break. Uh, That was amazing. Thank you again, Whitney, for uh, taking the time out of your day. Uh, We are just going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about jealousy. So stay tuned after the break. Sexy is back. And we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Welcome back to Sex Unrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. <laughs> Just a little game we play. I try to get her every now and again to see if she'll actually say Tara. And sometimes, sometimes you'll say Tara. And sometimes I'll say Tara just because it's fun. And <laughs> we're having fun here. That's what we're doing. 
we're having fun and educating people about non-monogamy, which is awesome. Again, so uh, if you didn't hear our first segment, we have Whitney Miller on our show today, um, all the way from Austin, Texas. <laughs> Not Toronto. <laughs> Austin it is. Won't find me in Toronto. <laughs> uh, sounds good. And in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, sorry, kind of the big elephant in the room when it comes to open relationships. And I think that's one of the biggest topics. Um, we did a conversation at uh, an event in Vegas. Yeah. We talked about jealousy. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of good topics that came out of that. And jeal- like people think when you're in a non-monogamous relationship, you don't experience jealousy. Yeah. I'm like, no, um, you do. <laughs> it's completely <Yeah>. normal. <laughs> it's how you work through it. It's how you choose to, to navigate through that emotion. Cause it's an emotion. It's just like happiness. It's just like being sad. Like it's, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, it's so normal. And that's something that I get asked all the time. Like, how do you deal with your jealousy? And, and like you said, I think people think, Oh, you've transcended jealousy. And I'm like, Oh, hell no. I, <laughs> I still, I still get very jealous, but it's like you said, it's how you work through it. And so for me, when jealousy comes up, it's like, why is that jealousy come coming up? Like I, I honestly feel like it stems from fear. So what fear is being heightened and what fear is coming up for me, causing this jealous contraction, you know, in my body. And I usually look, at my physical body. And so I kind of like tap in as soon as I feel it. Am I feeling it in my heart? Am I feeling it in my solar plexus? Those are the two places for me. It's mm-hmm. either like, oh my God, uh, I don't trust this area. Like I don't trust what's happening right now. I don't trust her. I don't trust you. Everything feels really unsafe and unstable. And that's when I feel it in my solar plexus. And that's where I'm like, okay, you're feeling jealous because you don't trust the situation. Or is it my heart love? Am I afraid of somebody taking that love away from me? You know, or do I not love myself enough? And it's like really tapping into those areas. And that's how you can highlight it. And that's how you can understand where that jealousy is coming from. And like I said, I was extremely jealous in my past relationships. So like I see how I was in my past relationships to where I am now. And I know firsthand that things can get easier and you can learn so much about yourself from kind of welcoming that jealousy and, and, and looking at it with a magnifying glass. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I, I mean, I experienced jealousy probably more than, than you do. Um, but that's because I probably have more insecurities and more fears around abandonment and stuff. So it's, it's normal. And it's, um, that's why I choose to go to a therapist and, and work through these things too, is to help me grow through this and evolve. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. you can have a certain self-awareness of like where you are within yourself, but it's those things that are the unexpected that really rock you. Right, mm. it's really the things that you don't expect. Like you can sit there and talk about all the times, like, well, I I might get jealous during this, I might get jealous during that, you know, or I'm I'm preparing for this, and I'm preparing for this situation, or this situation, or this situation. This it's the ones that come out of the fucking nowhere <laughs> that rock your whole world. Like and what? It, well, it's just something an like example. Okay, so like for me, um, I never really thought of like. Okay, so if we bring like a unicorn in or if we bring in like a couple, um, I never really get jealous of the other couple during our, let's just say, sex campaigns. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I don't get jealous in that aspect. But then it's like the afterthought. And then so let's say say we were like, okay, uh, do you want to hang out this night? Like, no, I'm hanging out with this person. In that exact moment, I'm like, there are two types of jealousy that I think about. One, I'm jealous that you're hanging out with somebody else because I want to hang out with you. <laughs> or two, I'm jealous of the people that you're hanging out with because I want to hang out with them. Right? In a sense, it's roughly the same thing. But it's like, for me, I, I, get, I get jealous in these weird, weird scenarios. I was telling one of our unicorns that I was like, I get jealous of you hanging out with other people. And she's like, what? And it's like, how does that work? Like, you don't get jealous of us playing all no, like, yeah. this and that. And I was like, well, it's because, one, I would like to hang out with you. Like, we obviously have a connection. We brought you into this world, right? So <laughs> the connection's there. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, our magical world. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that it kind of comes to a point Well, it where, doesn't, jealousy doesn't just have to be with your partner. Yeah. And can, there's multiple different types of jealousy. Yeah. Do you not? 
do you experience any different types of jealousy when it comes to this stuff? I mean, I think you made a great point that jealousy is across the board. It's not just with romantic partners. It can be with, you know, friends. It can be with family. It can be with yeah. co-workers. You know, all of this is under the umbrella of jealousy. And it's just like, why is this making you jealous? Is it, do you feel like, oh, you're not being chosen in that moment? You know, they're choosing to be with somebody else. So why does that upset you? You know, because he's an only child. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I want it all to myself. <laughs> no, it's just like all of these scenarios is a perfect place to practice jealousy. And the way that you deal with jealousy in your romantic relationship will be a similar way that you deal with jealousy in, in friendships and with your coworkers. And so it's just all of this comes down to really wanting to be like, okay, if I'm a jealous person and I know the times that I do get jealous, how can I transcend those and how can I become more aware of that? And, you know, when it comes to non-monogamy or when it comes to anything for that matter, even in monogamous, a lot of the times it just takes practice. You know, you can prepare yourself for a thousand different scenarios and go through your mind about what that's going to look like and how you're going to have the conversation and, and what are the practices and the breathing practices you're going, going to do to get through that time. But until you practice it over and over and over again, that's the only way that you'll be able to learn and move forward. You know, one of the, way, one of the ways I like to explain that is, you know, you can only... You can learn to play the piano by reading it. You can learn the music, but you won't actually be able to play the piano until you sit down and play the piano. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's all practical, right? Like we all, we all figure out these things. And I always, I always say that my, my personal thing is that jealousy comes from a place from the past. It's usually a place where you've been hurt. Um, you've been cheated on. You've been, you know, stomped on. You've been all this stuff. And you just... Childhood trauma. Ch or not even necessarily childhood. <laughs> you can see the young, young adulthood and like teenager and all that shit. But I think that you get to that point where it's like you've experienced all this stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I don't want to go back to that spot. Like I don't want to be put in that scenario again. And I think there's a lot of times that a lot of people like will avoid a ton of different scenarios just because they feel like, oh, I might get jealous in this moment. Yeah. And it's like, and we try to say, it's like, if, you, if you're going to get jealous, like this lifestyle, especially open relationships, you're going to get jealous. It's, it's, it's almost unavoidable at some point, mm -hmm. right? Like, unless you're completely. In any relationship that you will be in. You know? Exactly. Non-monogamous or strictly monogamous. Jealousy is going to come up. So how do you make it a smooth transition and how do you raise that baseline? You yeah. know? And so sometimes you'll be way up here and you're like, I am crushing it. I am not jealous at all. Our relationship's great. And then you fall back down a little bit, but it's like constantly like, okay, let's raise that baseline. Let's learn, raise that baseline. Let's learn, raise that baseline and go from there. Mm -hmm. I must like, I'll admit I'm probably less jealous in an open relationship than when I was in a monogamous relationship. It was, Oh yeah. It because was really hard. Like I was the same. I would go through, um, his computer and even look to see what kind of porn he was looking at. Like yeah. I was like, why are you looking at this kind of porn? Like I'm not good enough. And now we're like, we want, like, I don't care if you watch porn, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> no big that. deal anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It shifted. <laughs> well, and I, again, like this is just, it's, it's the, it's, it's the, the baseline that changes. Yeah. Like that's said, exactly what it is. It really is. And mm -hmm. it's figuring out, where that line is um what is like what is your biggest telltale sign within yourself that you know you're starting to get jealous other than like you don't trust that situation said so the solar plexus yeah so you got it all yeah. right i literally have a physical sensation in my body mm -hmm. and so like if i feel it in my physical body i go directly there and i'm like you what what is the answer here like tell me what i need to know and why this is coming up mm -hmm. because i mean we all we all know that feeling if something comes up you if you just take a beat, you can either feel it somewhere in your body, either you're getting flushed or your hands are starting to sweat or like you do feel a constriction in your heart or your solar plexus and your body can give you so many answers if you just tap in for that moment and yeah. see what, what it's telling you. Mine's blood boiling almost. It's like a bubbling feeling. Like, <laughs> What's yours? I honestly don't know. I just know that I, I just know what the feeling is. I don't know if it's, I think it's more mental for me. It's never been a physical thing for me. It's There's more, always a physical. Okay. There probably is somewhere. In there. <laughs> I think just, just think like next time 
Just yeah. an experiment for us. Next time it comes up, just think like, oh shit, where is this? Like maybe it is in your head, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, why? Why am I creating all of these stories all of a sudden? You yeah. know, or maybe it's in your voice. Like, why am I not expressing? Am I not saying something that I want to be saying? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And just kind of like get a little bit curious and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> James has homework. Operation Jealousy James. (laughs) Got this. Jealous James. Jealous James. (laughs) So if you're out there and you want to try to make me jealous, this is the opportunity. So that you can. This is it. He's putting himself on the battleground, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to touch, like, what is, um, what what would be your advice for somebody that other, other, like, I know we're talking about this, but like with your partner, what is some advice that you would give to somebody, um, that is starting to feel jealous and they're trying to learn and trying to find a way to express that to their partner. Yeah. So I think if you're starting to feel jealous, obviously tap in and see what messages you do get and try to get kind of clear on that. And then I would come to your partner and I find that, you know, vulnerability is what creates the connection. And so instead of pointing fingers at our partner and what they're doing, it's like, Hey, I'm actually feeling jealous about this. And it's not necessarily anything that you're doing. And I understand that this is my own emotion, but I want to be able to express to you that I'm feeling jealous or I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling, you know, maybe like you're going to love someone more than me or you don't love me anymore, you know? And it's just like, tap into what your emotions are instead of being like you did this and it made me feel this way you know know, if you didn't have like you said if you didn't have fears or insecurities there if you didn't already have a wound there you wouldn't be feeling it it would just bounce right off of you and so it's just realizing like okay let me come to him or her and be as vulnerable as I possibly can. And you can even say that when you started the conversation, Hey, this is a little scary for me. I wanted to be as vulnerable as possible, but this is the emotion that's coming up. And I want to just open the conversation with you, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I think that's a great basis. We yeah. always say, you know, the, the, the one thing about this, this specific sort of lifestyle is, is that you have to have those open lines of communication with all aspects and take the time for yourself and your relationship. You're, we always say that this is the primary. So whatever you guys have between the two of you, this is the primary focus. Everything here becomes the primary. Everything else is a bonus. Everything else is awesome. But yeah, I think that uh, owning your relationship and opening up those lines of communication is great. And, uh, I want to say thank you for all your advice on jealousy. And we are actually just going to have to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about some open relationship myths that we're going to squash. Stigmas. Stigmas. Sure. That one. <laughs> Stay tuned after the break. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Are you ready for clit whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Moffay, Peraza Godoy, and Dominique Karetsis, this program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. Thank you, sponsors, for that lovely message. And oh, this has been a fun episode, Whitney. 
Thank you so much for joining us again. <laughs> of course. I'm happy to be here. And in this segment, we are going to talk about some open relationship stigmas, which mm-hmm. I got corrected on in the last segment. So <laughs> um, the first stigma that we wanted to talk about was uh, open relationships are only about sex. Go. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not. <laughs> it's, it, it is enjoyable to be able to explore other people and bring that energy and, and it. And for us personally, and what I've seen in other relationships with the clients that I coach is that it can heighten that passion and bring that spark back into the relationship, into your primary relationship. Um, So it can be about sex, but there's also a very big emotional component to it as well, if that is an agreement that you have in your relationship you know so it's the full spectrum and it's definitely not just about sex because as we talked about earlier if it's just about sex it can be very very painful and cause a lot more suffering than necessary (laughs) well i'm a sexual blueprint so i I will have all the sex so i'm good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i think that uh, it's not all about sex it's so it's just no. not. It's yeah. like we talk about this so we much. We dabbled in the just about sex and it didn't leave us feeling very good. So we are more about building intimate connections with others and friendships. And although we, I wouldn't say we're polyamorous, we're like on the border of that. Yeah. And we just don't pay, play separately. That's our Yeah, thing. that's our yeah. Like play just kind of comes down to it. But we're, we still have like friends and we still go hang out with them. Yeah. And- She'll go make out with girls in the rain. And, you <laughs> so know, romantic. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> we have a notebook moment. <laughs> yeah, totally. we did. <laughs> totally. All right. Yeah, I think it's like open and, and poly or whatever you want to call it um, is like about human connection, you know, in whatever mm-hmm. form that is. Mm-hmm. It's not just about sex or not just about friendships or just emotional. It's literally every facet of human connection. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. Um, you want me to do a second? Okay. Uh, <laughs> here. Open relationships are a great way to fix a broken relationship. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, hold on. So for all the people that are just listening, she totally just looked off like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, an open relationship will highlight any sort of crack you have in the foundation of your relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you have a broken relationship, it's going to ex- most likely, I don't want to say 100% of the time, blow up in your face. Yeah. So it's really about like, and what I say about, you know, people who are going into open, my number one thing is first and foremost, this is a commitment to yourself to want to look at all of your shit and all of your shadows and all of your traumas and all of your insecurities. And if you and your partner both have to have that commitment, otherwise you're going to be stuck in a very challenging and, and painful place mm-hmm. oh big time we talk we, we, said we it, say the magnifying glass the magnifying the same thing you said earlier it's, it's just, like a magnifying glass if it's really good it'll magnify the good but if it's broken it'll magnify that brokenness it will show you exactly where every single crack in your relationship is and so oh, yeah. if you are let's say okay if you're if if you feel like your relationship is broken um and you are curious about trying this then i think both partners, like I said, are like, we know that this is going to be absolutely, incredibly challenging. Um, but we do want to try to come up with another scenario. So let's make the commitment to to each other to really look at our stuff and see what we can do and try this on. Mm-hmm. But if you just think that like, oh, you know, we're just going to go have sex with other people and see how that fixes our relationship, it's <laughs> not. Well, and that's funny because uh, no, oh, I totally agree with you because we've met some, I met a buddy of mine who in his past, in his, in his I think his second marriage, he, so they were both um, husband and wife, him cheating on her and her cheating on him. They were both cheating on each other. And then, so they both knew about it and they were like, well, why don't we just try open relationship? Oh, yeah. I was like, that doesn't seem like it's going to go well. I think it could work if you have like help from a coach or a therapist I think, you know, I honestly do. I feel like if you guys, if there's a couple and they're both cheating on each other, Mm -hmm. like this is the moment. And I don't think infidelity or cheating means that you have to end the relationship. I think this can be a moment to where you sit down and have really 
truly open and honest communication with each other. So you get down to that point, hey, we're both cheating on each other. We don't want to do this anymore. We can try doing an open relationship, but that means we are open about who we are seeing. We communicate about that with each other. We talk about any feelings that come up through that. And that's the only way that you'll be able to repair the relationship is, is just realizing like, okay, this is what we're doing now. We don't want to do that anymore. And this is the new way on how we're going to try to move forward. Mm-hmm. And having a, an outside source who isn't emotionally connected to either of you it's sometimes so I mean, <laughs> it was so incredibly valuable for Aubrey and I. I mean, there was yeah. times that I literally thought I was going to burn the house down. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. um, but like having somebody like who is not like you said, emotionally involved, who can see with like clear lenses and they don't have their own bias is wildly helpful, which is why I wanted to start opening up to relationship coaching. Cause I'm like, look, I have been there mm-hmm. and I want to be able to support you and like bring some guidance and some insight into this process because I know it was beyond beneficial for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is. It helps us. We, Yeah. I've been just talking with a buddy of mine um, uh, a lot and he's a psychotherapist and it's just, it's just, it's just, and, and a big thing about like even just coaches and especially like what you do and what psychotherapists and all the psychologists and what they do, they're just tuning you up to all the stuff you already know. It's not like you don't already know most of this stuff. They're literally just giving you pretty much the avenues to answer your own questions. They just are there as an ear to listen and they have experience with different stuff and they know how to navigate conversation to a point where you can figure most of this stuff out on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's yeah. I mean. and it's not about them trying to impose what they think is best on you by any means. This is just like, cool, this is a different perspective and there's an infinite way of doing this. Let's figure out for you, let's help you figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say if, if people are listening and they're interested in, in going into an open relationship or trying out non-monogamy or some sort of unconventional relationship is finding a coach who is supportive of that and finding a coach who is knowledgeable within that area. Because unfortunately, there are therapists who aren't who think that you know, non-monogamy is always going to fail and that's going to be the underlying kind of current of the session. And so whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, it's just like, okay, let's find somebody who understands this world and can help us navigate that a little bit better than someone who hasn't been there before. And I'd even go as far as to say somebody who almost has, who lives that life and who has experience with it, maybe not now, but even in the past, because it's just, it's the same as like a workout coach, right? Like yeah. you're not going to hire somebody who, who's never worked out, who's never worked out, right? Like it's, yeah, you're not going to hire a CrossFit coach who's never done CrossFit before in their life. Exactly. You're never going to go to a yoga class for a first time <laughs> yoga teacher that's never right. done yoga before. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's all, it's all in an alignment of, and that's yeah. kind of the essence of coaching, right? Like you're helping people who are a few steps behind you. Yeah. 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 So we're getting off the stigma. Okay. Anyways, back okay. to the. I have one. I have one I wanted to say. Go. So, because I know you brought this up a little bit, you can't love more than two people at once. Oh, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I always kind of had that idea too. I don't think you can love two people at once. And then it happened. <laughs> and I very much so love Aubrey. And I very much so love. Ricky and it's not it, they're very different the relationship is very different but just because I'm loving somebody else isn't taking my love away from the other person by any means if anything for me personally it, it, it enhances it's actually expanding the boundaries of what I thought was possible of love mm-hmm. and I think the only thing that we talk about when it comes to that is the only commodity is time you know how much time can you give to somebody. And so if you're in a primary partnership, that is your focus. Like that's your, where your primary mental, emotional energy goes. Um, but if you are in a fully polyamorous, no hierarchy type of situation, then it's still time, but it's like 
the love is there and it's infinite and it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, I 100% you, agree. You use I, the kid reference. I use the kid reference. So right. if you have multiple kids, right? You're going to love your kids. You may have a favorite. We all know we pick a favorite. <laughs> we don't have kids. We, we just no, have no. fur babies. So I know I picked a favorite in my dog, so it's okay. <laughs> but I love them both the same, right? It's yep. the same thing as the kids. If you have like three, four, five kids, you love all your kids the same. Yeah. Right? You love them all. You're so not how- like you get 35% yeah. and you get 50 and you get 12. Yeah. It's not like you can measure love. It's no. like love is literally infinite. It is not something that you can quantify. Mm-hmm. No. If you can, please enlighten us because <laughs> I just don't think it's impossible. That's the one thing. Like, you know, Aubrey likes to say love is God. And so it's like literally trying to put God into a jar and measure what that is. And you just can't. And how much I have for one person or this person or that person and and kids. Like I always talk about that one. Um, We did kind of touch on this. This is one of the stigmas that I I, I always love. And then, and I've always kind of just wanted to always been like, yeah, okay, let's, let's let's talk about this one. Um, Open relationships are just cheating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, because I've done both. <laughs> right? Oh um, my god, the stress of cheating? Fuck that. <laughs> like, it doesn't compare to the stress that we already have. <laughs> you got different names in your phone, and your phone goes off at one time, and they're standing right there, and you're like, ah! so, Yeah, um, it's not cheating. I also don't necessarily like the term cheating, um, but uh, yeah, open relationships is a co- created mutual agreement um, to serve the best of the relationship and the people in it. Mm-hmm. And so also here's the thing, right? Like what I said earlier is what is cheating? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cheating to you guys is probably different than it is to me. Mm-hmm. Cheating between every single person listening to this podcast um, has a different definition. And that kind of goes to like, that can even go to the Tammy Nelson has the monogamy um, spectrum and she goes from you know cheating can be watching porn like you can't watch porn otherwise that's not monogamous you know yeah. you it can be you can be with somebody else on a business trip but you always come home to me and that's the same with cheating like there it's li- an infinite possibility of what it looks like and so maybe cheating is watching porn maybe cheating is flirting with somebody on your phone maybe cheating is having sex mm-hmm. you know so it's just like we can't even define that term. And it, yeah, I think, no. you know, what my fans yeah. I know. And we completely, I, I, we're in the same boat. Um, the thing is, is like, um, uh, one of the guys that runs uh, naughty events, he put it best. His name is Bob Hannaford. Um, shout out. <laughs> Hi Bob. Um, he, uh, he put it best. He's like, you know, cheaters don't tell each other. Right. Cheaters don't tell their spouse. These people are here together. Like, People are at events together. They're doing stuff together. Yeah, right? it was his one liner. Yeah, and it was it like, was what do you great. say to people who say, say this is cheating? He's like, yeah. what did he say? Cheaters don't tell yeah. their spouse. <laughs> these so, people, these people, just like, <laughs> these people are here together. These people yeah. are doing it together. Yeah. They're talking about everything, everything, and then like what we talk about. There's different types of cheating. There's emotional cheating, which is just like texting other people. There's you know actual physical cheating. So there's all different types of stuff. But and like you said definition of cheating to each individual is different it's mm-hmm. the same way in relationships and open relationships every open relationship is different every individual within open relationships is different so yeah, we know people in, who say don't ask don't tell yeah and so. from our perspective it doesn't work but if that's your thing it works for you great keep going right. so we're gonna actually have to cut to another quick commercial break <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back uh, we're gonna actually go to our ig questions that we had for whitney so stay tuned after the break discover explore and celebrate your sexy right here on the sexy lifestyle network maximize your orgasms and just let go the throes of passion waterproof pleasure blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets from massage oils to moves and beyond we've got your bed covered so just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own throes of passion 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. Oh, this has been an exhilarating episode with Whitney <laughs> Miller from Austin, Texas, because I'm going to repeat it again so I don't forget. You'll never forget now. <laughs> never. It's like now, now when I come down to Texas, I'll be like, hey, I'm in Austin. Hey, look, this is where Whitney and- <laughs> Whitney Miller lives here. <laughs> Probably like, I don't remember her name, but I know she lives in Austin. <laughs> She's here somewhere. You like find her. How many um, people do you have in Austin? How many people do I have? No. Yeah, well, no like, how many people do you have sex with in Austin? No. How big is the city? <laughs> Jesus. The population. Wow, you guys are quizzing me now. Great. Uh, I have no idea. I looked it up recently, too, and I can't remember. That's uh, all good. It, it, it was just something that came to my head. I was like thinking about just like cause we're up here in Canada and it's like, you know, we're our entire population of our country is like 35, 36 million or something like that. Yeah. I'm quizzing myself and not probably not getting it right. But, you know, so the cities down in the States that have like 15 to 20 million. I know. And like, it's crazy. It's just, you share numbers wise, like even in like a 10% thing of lifestyle and people who are in the lifestyle and we're saying 10%. In a 15 million person city, that's 1.5 million people. Yeah, who are in, in open in open relationships, like engaging, talking about it. You yeah. know what I mean. So there's even more than that. But oh, just yeah. you know, in 2017, 950 thousand people here in Austin. Population. We're Calgary's bigger. Huh. We're like 1.2 million. But it is the fastest growing city in America. Yeah, here. lots of oil and gas there too. Okay, so we're, okay, so we're, we're all moving yeah. to Austin. <laughs> we're off topic too. We're, we're completely off topic. But anyway, <laughs> this is where the fun begins. All right. So question number one we had for you is why do couples go see you or other coaches to get help in consensual non-monogamy? Um, kind of what we talked about earlier, you know, is being able to have a different perspective and being able to open up new doors without the raw emotions that can be there between couples. And so for me, I've been in an open relationship and been through the ups and downs and tried to figure that whole thing out for the past five and a half years. Um, so I know a lot of the tools and the techniques and a lot of the hardships that come along with it. And so for me, I'm like, look, I've been through this. You're not crazy. These emotions that are coming up are absolutely normal. And this is how you can move through them smoother than I did. And so let me help you learn from all of my mistakes and also learn from the things that we did right. And people don't always have to go talk to somebody or get a coaching if they're experiencing an issue. Sometimes they just want to, you know, up level and refresh on some stuff and maybe dig into some things they didn't know that was going on even. Totally. You know, that's something that I talk about is, you know, don't just use a therapist or a coach like me in times of crisis. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can be very helpful in those times, but it's also be, let's be proactive. Let's keep things as smooth as possible instead of like, we're good, we're bad, we're good, we're bad. Like, let's come up with some tools. Let's highlight some areas um, and get to know ourselves a little bit better to smooth out the relationship and have the foresight to say like, oh yeah, you know, I talked to Whitney last week about this. Now I know how to work through this situation that came up. Like getting an oil change. Yeah. Just, maintenance. Just, maintenance just, for your relationship. Um, <laughs> I've heard it numerous times say it's like you don't have to go to um, therapy or go see a coach 
only when you're broken. Everything, everything kind of helps out, right? Like all these little things, all these little development tools and all the things that you guys come up with within your sessions and all the stuff, it actually really like helps you again, navigate this whole thing. And then the less, the unexpected stuff that comes is now you're now prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit easier. Yep. So what books do you recommend for people looking for more information about open relationships? Mm -hmm. Um, I really like untrue by Dr. Wednesday Martin. Um, we're starting a podcast together in the next couple weeks, so that'll be great. Um, untrue is great. I like more than two. I really like the ethical slut. Um, I also recommend it's not based on open relationships, but I recommend, and it's a must read is, uh, the mastery of love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, that for me is just a really good book on looking at your own emotions and how to work through that. And I also like the book Conscious Loving. Conscious Loving. I'm going to have to look into some you, Not one of those was Sex at Dawn, so that's interesting. I oh, yeah. That. I did Sex at Dawn as well. Yeah. That was the first book that I read in looking into open relationships. So I would, so I would recommend Sex at Dawn, too. It is a little more, you know scientific it does talk more about tribes and and monk bonobos and apes and all of that super interesting um but uh i think like if you're really wanting to look at like techniques and tactics and like i'm doing this open relationship thing then it's like i think the ethical slide is a good kind of like roadmap to navigate that and then to take care of your emotions that will come up is the mastery of love and conscious loving need to read that one yeah for some reason i feel super aligned with that book you got some yeah. <laughs> got some reading to do yeah um next question um who do you go to for relationship advice i go to dr dan engel <laughs> he um is a super super close friend of ours uh he was he's been there from day one he was the guy that we called in crisis mode instead of being proactive until we learned that, oh, wait, maybe it is a good idea to call Dan when we don't hate each other all of a sudden. <laughs> and, you know, he, he has a, a beautiful background. He has been in um, unconsensual, unconsensual, consensual non-monogamy for a really long time and has lived in communities where that's been um, supported. And so for me, he's, he's my guy. That's awesome. And like you said, like there are people out there that are helping coach people that have coaches, right? Like there's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> we need not, it too. <laughs> not everybody, not everybody in this lifestyle that is putting themselves out there or people that are out there coaching or doing yeah, we're podcasts, not perfect. nobody's perfect. Like this, like no. everybody has their flaws. Like real couples fight, real couples have issues. Real yeah. Couples- like we went camping and we had a big fight in front of everybody when we were setting up and the unicorn that was with us, she's like, whoa, you guys are real people. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Have yeah, it. We still get triggered. We still like have all of this stuff that comes up and, and it's necessary to have someone to talk to. And for me, I also, I, I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can too. So when I'm with Dan, I'm like, ah, I see the best way to talk about this. Like I'm learning from him mm-hmm. how to, you know, be a better coach and, and, and help people guide, you know, through this 100% I I always like relay things that I hear from my therapist I'm like ding 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 I'm like I need to tell people this yeah yeah um next question I can't Here. read that far okay. away so I, I think we've already talked about this one but I, I, we might want to retouch on it but it says do you have a primary partner and other relationships or is every person you're dating considered equal is this for me personally or just yeah. Yeah. this is Instagram little, question for you? A little personal. Well, um, yeah. Primary partner. I, you know, I've been with Aubrey for the past seven years. So we've, you know, we've, our relationship has evolved a lot over that. And so I feel, feel like a lot of our expectations and our rules of what that primary partnership looks like and has to look like has evolved and it has changed um and so it does allow for me to have very deep and meaningful and emotional relationships with other people at the same time and so it's just very malleable and it's very it changes constantly over time Mm -hmm. there's always an ebb and a flow to 
on oh, yeah. like non-monogamous relationships because you, you end up figuring out so much about yourself and all the things that are going on around you and all the things and the people that you meet and the people that you start actually maybe potentially falling for everything changes and you and i think that one of the things that we talked about earlier was like taking those times to check in with your partner, like really getting down to the deepness of like, all right, the reason why like I was cheating in the past is because I couldn't talk about the stuff that I wanted to do now. So now, now what I'm going to do is open up all of this dialogue. And I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is, is you can't control how somebody's going to take the information, how they're going to interpret it, how any of that. So, and how you deliver it may not be the way that it's even conveyed in the long run. So you just kind of have to get it out there and understand that like, just talk just, a lot yeah. <laughs> about everything yeah. be in a relationship like this and not communicate. Yeah. And, and you guys own a business together like us. So <laughs> that's even another layer of communication that you have to <laughs> navigate. <laughs> Great, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. Um, <laughs> uh, I got So I, I really like this question though. And I, I think this one actually came from me. Um, yes. I write my own Instagram questions in just, yeah, so he, does. <laughs> he has questions. He writes them into my Instagram. Uh, do you feel open relationships empower women? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I think it really it comes down to you though. Like if you're in an open relationship and you made that commitment to truth, like what is my truth? Let me find out what my truth is. And you have the fucking courage to go through that. Then it's so incredibly empowering. And the more that you say like, okay, I'm going to live in my truth and truly be who I am and speak that to my partner. It's, it's a blanket for the rest of your life. It's how you show up with your friends. It's how you show up at in your career and at work and stand up for what you truly believe in and stand up for what feels best for you. And that's huge because I feel like a lot of times in relationships, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, it, being a woman, we kind of succumb to the man and we want to support them and whatever their endeavors are. And I always did that. And so this open relationship was like, no, now you have the opportunity to be like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, what type of partner do you want? What, what type of sexual experiences do you want? Like, let's talk about this. And you get to know yourself so much more. And that's one thing that I say so much about open relationships is being in an open relationship taught me more about myself than anything else has in my entire life. So now I really know what makes me tick and I really know what I truly want and I know how to express that. And I do, I feel way more empowered in in this kind of sense. And through coaching, what I've found and a lot of the research that's coming out is it's showing that the polyamorous movement is being head by women. They're getting hit up a lot by women being like, hey, this is something that I'm interested in. And I think that's a misconception. People think that either, you know, we're talking about stigmas, but either women are, you know, kind of forced into this and we have to say yes to this um, or that we don't really want it. And through my coaching, I've realized that, oh, no, 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 (laughs) there's a, there's plenty of women out there who are wanting to explore this type of lifestyle. There are. I I get tons of questions from women about it. Um, That's, yeah, that's why I created Spiritual Slut Program was to help women navigate through that. I could have done one for men or women and it was always the women that were asking me more about how do I get my, how do I talk to my man about this open relationship stuff? And 95% of the fucking comments from men is how do I convince my wife to get into this lifestyle? It's weird. It's worded very differently. Very differently. You can. It's, it's and that's the thing. That's something I talk about too. Is like, there. If you know that you want to be in an open relationship, and you truly know that, and that's your truth, great. Do that because that's that's good for you. But also realize that that might not be the path of your partner. And if that's mm-hmm. not, then that's okay. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's just like okay. We've gotten to a place of truth within ourselves to really know what the foundation is. And if we're not being met there, then it's okay to transition the relationship. Not everyone wants this, but not everybody wants monogamy either. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, Anyways, thank you yes. so much. We're going to give you the last minute and a yes, half to 
to plug all of your sites and Instagram where people can find you, how they can look you up if they want to book a coaching session with you. Yeah, cool. Um, so coming up, like I said, I'm releasing a podcast with Dr. Wednesday Martin, which is called True Sex and Wild Love. And that should, I don't know when this podcast will be out, but uh, that should be at the beginning of July. And we already have 16 episodes recorded with some really great names. We have Aubrey on there, of course. We have Lewis Howes on there talking about his relationship. We have Amanda Bucci and John Romaniello, Jason Ellis. We have so many amazing guests. Um, and so that's going to be released in a couple of weeks. Cannot wait for that. And um, for me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and it's wit in love, W-H-I-T-N-L-O-V-E, just the letter N. Um, and you can just hit me up there and I try to respond to as many messages as I possibly can in DMs. And so if you're interested in coaching, you can DM me or email me at Whitney in L O V E, uh, at gmail.com and we can set something up. Awesome. Thank you so much, so Whitney. Awesome. This was such a great chat. I'm happy that it worked out, that you were able to come onto the show and <laughs> And speak to our audience because I think we covered a lot of topics that's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, we we enjoyed it too, and we want to say thank you so much again for coming on our show. And so that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, we're going to be uh, live next week. No, um, no, no, not live. We're going to be recording an episode for next <laughs> week's show. Uh, and it goes, it comes out Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And until then, keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed The Sexy Show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. 